the Sefer Beis Halevi from Rabbi Yosheh Be'er Soloveitchik, the father of Rabbi Chaim Brisker, has a, a remarkable insight into Vayeda Elokim. What is the Pasuk saying? God knew. What did he know? He doesn't tell us what he knew. What is the meaning of those words? And he says like this, there's a famous uh, uh, halachic principle uh, explained by the Haflo. The Baal Haflo is the Pinchas Horovitz, the Rav from Frankfurt, the Rebbe Rechsam Sefer, and also from Talmud Amagid, one of the greatest Goenim of the time. In the Sefer Haflo, he lays down a very important principles. A very important principle regarding the concept of Oynes. Oynes means if somebody performs an act, a forbidden act, they do it under duress, against their will. They're forced to do it, then of course they bear no guilt. We learn it from a Pasuk in the Torah, a woman, a girl who's been uh, forced in a relationship against her will, even if she was married, betrothed to someone else, she bears no guilt because she was forced against her will. This is a klal in all of Shas. Says the Haflo, and he brings proof for that, from various sources in the Gemara and Ksubis, that the concept of Oynes, when do we define an act as being done uh, under duress against a person's will, only if the person would not have done the act had, there no, had, had the duress not been there. That means that the only reason he's doing it is because of the duress. Had he not have experienced or faced a condition of duress, he would not have done it. But what if a person um, does it, would have done it anyways? He doesn't care about doing such things. He's willing to do an Avera. But it just so happens that he was forced to do it. How do we view this act? Do we view the act as an act done under duress, or is this a voluntary act? And this can have ramifications in halacha, in various issues. For example, the halacha, if you, somebody cooks on Shabbos, a Jew cooks food on Shabbos, kosher food, if he does it intentionally, then the food is not allowed to be eaten because it was done in violation of Shabbos. What if it's ba'inus or b'shegig? Then the food is permitted. Question is, what if somebody is forced to cook on Shabbos a meal? But he would have cooked anyways. You live in communist Russia where they make you do work on Shabbos. Otherwise, your life is in danger. So this Jew goes to work because he's, he's forced, but he also wouldn't care. Even if he wouldn't live in Russia, he'd live in the United States in a free country, he'd still be cooking on Shabbos. So how do we view his act of cooking? Is this a, an act which is performed under duress and therefore the food is permissible? Or is it considered a voluntary act since he himself didn't care and was perfectly happy to do it? Do we allow the outside conditions to dictate the actions that a person does by their own volition? There's evidence from a Gemara in Ksubis that a woman who is married and she was uh, involved in an adulterous relationship. So the halacha is that if she was forced against her will into that extramarital relationship, then she can go back to her husband. Her marriage to her husband remains intact. Uh, if, on the other hand, she did it voluntarily by her own volition, then the marriage is being ruined by this adulterous 
relationship, and she can no longer go back to her husband, they have to get divorced. That's the halacha. What if a woman is both? She, she, she's happy to do it, but she's also forced. That means if she, if she resists, she'll be forced against her will. Do we view this as a, an act that was done voluntarily, and therefore she can no longer go back to her husband, or is it an act under the rest? Because in actuality, she's been forced as well. How do we view this act? And the Haflor brings proof from several places that it's considered a voluntary act. We judge the action based on what you felt. Right? Basically, we own our actions. We determine the status of our actions, the definition, the identity of our actions. We own them. Says the, the, the Beis Alevi, this is the Mabshad, Vayeda Elohim. It says in the Medrash that the Malach of the Mitzrayim complained to the Ebishta, why are you discriminating against the Egyptians? The Jewish people you favor, you take them out of Mitzrayim, you save them, and the Egyptians you punish. But the Jews sinned side by side with the Egyptians. They both worshipped idols side by side. So why are you favoring the Jews and punishing the Egyptians? And Hashem responded and said, how can you compare somebody who commits a sin by their own volition and someone who commits a sin under duress against their will? So here's the question. So Hashem is saying about the Jewish people that all the evil that they may have committed in Mitzrayim was not done by their own volition. It was done because of the pressure that was exerted against them from the Egyptians. But what would have happened if they wouldn't have this duress? What would have happened if the Jews just merely moved to Egypt and lived side by side with the Egyptians? Who says that the Jews would not have assimilated then as well? And by their own volition, by their own choice, they would have become like the Egyptians and assimilated them and began to worship their idols. In which case, we cannot excuse them for worshipping idols on the grounds that it was done under duress because they would have done it even if the duress was not applied against them. That's why it says, God knew the depth of the heart of the Jewish people. The deep inside the Jew was repulsed by idolatry. As you rejected idolatry. The only reason why they worshipped idols with the Egyptians was only because of the pressure and the duress and the oppression that caused them to worship like the Egyptians. But deep in their hearts, had the oppression been lifted a Jew would never, in his right mind, would have considered, would have never considered to worship idols. God knew something that even a Malach can't know. To know what is deep inside the heart in the subconscious. Consciously, the Jews worshipped idols because, you know, they surrendered to their oppression. What would have happened if they didn't have any pressure? And they didn't have any duress? How would the Jews behave then? Only Hashem can know that. And that's why he turned to Moshe Rabbeinu, it's time to get him out.